Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Family, I am here with a word today for you in the name of Jesus, okay? And we're going to start reading out of Exodus, Exodus chapter 6. I'm sorry if I sound a little stuffy. I don't know if I got allergies. I don't know what it is, but sorry if I sound a little stuffy. Um, I'm going to start at verse... We're going to start at verse 1. Then the Lord told Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave his land. And the Lord, when I began to read that, the Lord just started telling me like, this next move that we are about to see in the natural, we will see that the enemy has let us go. The oppression has is over. Like the oppression is over. God is coming in and he is shifting things and moving things around. Indeed, it's already done. Indeed, it is finished. But you now will see it in your life. You will see that it's done. You will see that it's finished. You will see that the oppression is over of the enemy. The enemy is going to... He, he's going to want you out of his territory. Because he can't do nothing with the power of God. You shall see him fleeing from you. Okay? And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. And I reaffirmed my covenant with them under its terms. I promised to give them the land of Canaan, where they will were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel who are now slaves to the Egyptians and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will reclaim you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. So when I was reading that family, I just, the I was sticking out to me. The I am. Like the whole time the Lord was speaking, he says, he's going to free you. He says, I'm going to free you. I am going to do this. I am. Like, he was just reassuring Moses of what he can do. And the Lord, he started speaking to my heart. And he was saying, it's not by your might and it's not by your strength, but it's by the power, his power, God's sovereign power, that you will be free from the, these situations, from these circumstances. You are, God is moving in a way that you will not deny the fact that it is him in your life. Look at how many times he said I. He says, therefore, to the people, tell the people, say this to the people of Israel. I am the Lord. 
I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great act of judgment. I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land. I swore to give your your give to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your own as your very own possession. I am the Lord. That is what God is doing for you. It's all about the I am. He's doing this. Believe him. Trust him. Know that God is doing this for you. Do you understand that? Um... Let's go down to verse. See, no, we're going to keep on reading. I'm sorry. Let's keep on reading. Verse 9. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and tell him to let the people of Israel leave his country. His country. A lot of you are wavering. A lot of you are like, but I've, I've gotten my hopes up so many different times just to be disappointed. No, I don't want to hear this word no more. But it's above you. What God is doing is above you. God's still going to do these things in your life because who he is, he remains faithful. Even when we are not, he remains faithful. So it doesn't matter about how you feel or how many times you feel like it didn't work or how many times you got your hopes up. It's not about that. It's about what God said. And God is saying, let his people go. He is telling the Pharaoh in your life to let my people go. Let my child go, says the Lord. That's what he is saying. But Lord, Moses objected. My own people won't listen to me anymore. How can I expect Pharaoh to listen? I'm such a clumsy speaker. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them orders for the Israelites. And for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. Family, can I be truthful with you? Sometimes the Lord will give me a word, and I'll be like, Lord, ain't nobody going to believe that. <laughs> ain't nobody going to hear that, Lord. I, but the Lord has commanded me to lead his people out. If you are listening to this, if, if you are hearing this, it is because the Lord has commanded me to lead you out. To lead you out of Pharaoh's country. To lead you out the enemy's territory. He has chosen me for such a time as this to lead you out. To have the freedom he said would be yours. To have the land that he had already said was yours. The Lord is giving it to you whether you believe it or not. Because I heard him. And I have faith in what I heard God say. You ain't know that. You didn't know that the Lord will use somebody else's faith for you, did you? 
you didn't know that. Did you ever read about the paralyzed man and how he was healed by his friend's faith? You are my friend, okay? We don't ever got to meet each other a day in our lives. You are my friend. I have faith that God will bring you out of this situation. I believe him. So we don't even need you because I believe God for you. I believe in this healing for you. And I am going to keep on coming here and giving you the word that the Lord has spoken because I know what he has said about you. I know what I heard him speak on your behalf. I know. If you go down to verse 26. The Aaron and Moses named in the list are the same ones to whom the Lord said, lead the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. It was Moses and Aaron who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, about leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. When the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Excuse me, family. Tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I am telling you. But Moses argued with the Lord, saying, I can't do it. I'm such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? Mm, can anybody relate to that? Because I know, I listen, Lord, Lord, what do you, why me? You want me to go get this word, Lord? You want me to go say this to your people? But why, why would these people listen to me? But you got to understand, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's not even about you. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's just if God be for you, who can be against you? That's what it's about. That's what God needs you to know. Can I take you to Romans 2, 12 and 2? Let's go to Romans 12 and 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Allow God to transform you into a new person don't want to be like this world don't envy what you think is the wealth of the arrogant don't look at how all these people are just getting blessed and i'm just sitting here and i'm I'm just doing what the lord told me to do and it seems like nothing is working for me don't worry about those things don't copy the customs and behaviors of this world don't envy these people don't be jealous of these people but allow God to transform you. Allow him to transform you by changing the way you think. It is about changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Once you let God transform the way you think, you will start to align yourself more and more to God's will. And you will start, <clears throat> sorry family, you will start walking in the will of God. Because you allow him to change the way you think. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understandings. In every situation, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. He will, he will tell you what to do. 
You know, a lot of times you'll be laying there and you just feel hopeless. And you're like, Lord, but everything's crashing down. I don't understand how I'm going to get to where you told me. What you got to understand is, is that your understandings don't mean nothing when it comes to the Lord. <laughs> His ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts is higher than your thoughts. God is, he, he sees you from the beginning to the end. He sees you from the end to the beginning. He knows where you are going to be. And it might not make sense to you, but God knows where you're going to end. He that started a good work to you with, within you will bring it to an expected end. He knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for you. But you got to lay your own understandings down at the altar. You got to say, I don't understand how this is going to happen, but I surrender it to you, God. You see how Moses, he in that situation, he was wavering. He was like, how, how would Pharaoh listen to me? And I'm such a clumsy speaker. Why would he want to listen to me? But Moses didn't understand the anointing that God has placed within him, how he is a yoke breaker, how God has set him, set him apart in his mother's womb. His mother knew he was a different baby. Moses didn't know everything about his true identity. Because at the end of the day, you see that Pharaoh let God's people go. The Lord was telling Moses what was going to happen. He said, listen, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's hearts so everybody can see my miracles. I know that he's not going to let you go. But once he sees my strong hand, he will let you go. Matter of fact, he's going to force you out. He's going to command that you come out of his territory, of his land. Because God seen it from the end to the beginning. He met Moses where Moses was at, but God knew where it was going to end. And it's the same thing with you. God knows where you at. And he is meeting you where you're at, but he's telling you where you're going. Trust him. Don't worry about how clumsy of a speaker you are. Don't worry about how, who would listen to me. Don't worry about how could these things happen for me. Don't worry about can anything good come from where you at. Don't worry about those things. Those are your own understandings. But lean on God. Get in his word. Listen to his voice. And allow him to lead you. Because he's been telling you where your expected end is. Stop trying to figure it out and just walk into it. When you put everything down and you just walk into it, you will then start to understand how it's going to work because you walked into it. You ever walk into a room and you hear a conversation going on and you like, what was y'all talking about? Because you took it one way because when you walked into it, you just took it that way. But once you walk into that room and pe the people in the room begin to explain to you what they were talking about, now you have full understanding as you walk into what God has for you. As you walk into this open door that has been placed before you that no man can shut. You hear me? No man can shut this open door that God has opened just for you. As you walk into it, then you will start having revelations and, okay, this is how it works. You can't go off a of man's time because man's time is not God's time. How long is a day to God? Isn't a day like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day to God? 
you can't go off a of man's timing. You can't go off of people that say, oh, well, it took me this long to make a successful business. It took me this long to get my ministry up off the ground. It took me this long to find the, uh, to be married and have children. It took me this long. You can't, you can't lean to that. It takes this long to lose this much weight. You can't, you can't lean on that. You have to lean on God's time. God does things that seem impossible. But you got to remember that you serve a God that with all things is with him. All things are possible. It all starts by changing the way you think. It's not about how many times you fell. It's about you getting back up. That's what counts you as righteous. Family, I'll be sitting here lying to you if I told you I've never fell. I, I would I would be lying to you. But God. Oh, just but God. But God. It says, because of this privilege and authority God has given me, I give you I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Measure yourself by the faith God has given us. Don't, 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 don't think that you're just so wise. Sometimes you just believing that you are so wise will only make you look foolish to everybody else around you. But lean on the Lord. Be real with yourself. As you are changing the way you think, be real with yourself. Because... Your wisdom isn't your own. You have wisdom that comes from God. You have wisdom that comes from God. Let me, um, hold on. Let's go to, um, let's go to Proverbs 3. Verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Can I stop right there for a second? Because one thing I want to talk to you about is I used to read the uh bible with such condemnation can i put it that way i think that's the way i want to say it with such condemnation like i um i would i would as soon as like when, when the lord would rebuke me i would just beat myself up like oh my gosh god's never gonna love me he's never gonna like me he's never gonna care about me but as i got 
develop as me and the Lord develop in a relationship more and more because we develop our relationship every day. I start understanding that his discipline is like that of a father. He is Abba. And when he, he corrects me and when he disciplines me, it's because he loves me. It's because he wants what's best for me. Because he wants me to understand it's not good if you do it that way. If you do it the way I told you, you would you, it would be better. And it took in my own life for me to understand that even when I correct my children, I might get mad at them. But it's just because I expect, I want the best for them. I, I want the best for their life that they can have. And if I'm a mere human... Okay, I'm nothing but dust and ashes. And I want what's best for my children. How much better is what God wants for me, what he wants for you? So when God corrects you, though he loves you, he's not correcting you because he hates you. He he doesn't he doesn't even hate you. Like that's the thing. God don't even hate you, his child. He does not hate you. It's things that we do that he disapproves of. And he's just like, it's a way that you can do that better than that. You know how you 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 expect your child or you expect something out of somebody because you're like, I see your potential. I know how, how great you are. And I I I'm not gonna accept this little bit this little thing that you did when I know you have so much better within you. It's the same thing with God. Yes, it's conviction in his heart, but con- I mean, in his word, it-, it convicts your heart, but it's because it shows you what you do. Like when I read the word, the Lord always comes with a conviction. When <laughs> Okay. He always is going to come with a conviction because he knows what's in your heart. He knows what your motive is. He knows you better than he knows you know yourself. So he'll just tell you like, I see this in your heart and you convicted convicted okay somebody convicted in court you did it you 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 did rob that bank so when you read guys work you like dang i did do that that's all like ask the lord to help you to give you grace to get you to help you understand a better way to do it you get what i'm saying that's what god is looking for he don't hate you he wants the best for you god's will is perfect Perfect. If we go back to Romans 12 real quick. It says, Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God's will over your life is good, pleasing, and perfect. It's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. Store that in your heart. So when God does correct you, when he does rebuke you, it's because God knows that his will for you is good, is pleasing, and is perfect. So know that. Remember what came when the Lord was like, why are you looking so dejected? Why are you looking like that? If you do what is right, I will accept your offering too. He didn't want... Cain to be jealous of Abel. He didn't want Cain to kill his brother. He knew that Cain could offer him so much better. And he says he's not going to accept. 
The Lord is telling me to tell you. He's not going to accept the little things that you are trying to do for him. When he knows that you can do better. When he knows that you can do better. Don't just give him a couple little raggedy things. But give him the, the best that you got. Give him the best that you have. That's what God wants. Don't look around at everybody else, right? Don't look around at everybody else and be like, well, I guess the Lord just don't care about me. He just want to accept everybody else's offering, but he don't want to accept mine. No, because the Lord sees and the Lord knows. And he knows that you're only giving him a couple scraps from what you got. Even if it's just your time, the Lord knows you only giving him about two minutes and that's when you say in your grace when you remember to so you can't look at your brothers and sisters who who is giving time to God and they're allowing God to transform them into a new creature by the way you think you can't you can't sit back and look and be like well the Lord just don't care about me like he care about them no offer God your time offer God your heart if you constantly put him on the back burner, you can't be upset when other people are offering God their whole heart. When they're surrendering their whole heart to God. You can't do that. Because when you do the right thing, he will accept it. Let's go to Genesis real quick. Real quick. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis, was it? Chapter 4. And let's go to verse 3. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be his master. The right thing to do. Is to give God the best of what you got. To always have God on your mind. Don't just throw him to the, in the corner and you go to him when you're ready. But always just be ready to do good for God. Always ready to hear, be ready to hear from God. Always just, just check in with him throughout the day. Yes, the Lord understands maybe you you got work or maybe you got kids or you got both. You got to take care of your house. You got to do the Lord understands. But still, make him a part of your life daily. Daily. That is what's right. Is acknowledging God in all your ways. And he will direct your path. He'll show you which is the right one to take. Right? 
Father, if there's anything else you would like for me to speak to your children, let your will be done. I'm going to go into prayer. And I'm going to just, if the Lord wants to say anything else, he'll say it. Are we ready? <laughs> ready, yo? I'm sorry. As little kids, this uh, brother, not the little boy was about to hit my car with his uh, bike. I'm sorry. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, first I want to come into your courts, Father, with just thanksgiving in my heart, Lord. I just thank you, Father, for just speaking to us, Father, for being in the midst of this, Father. I thank you that we are in your presence, Lord. I thank you, Father, that that you just you just do it for us, Lord. Like, you just always come through with a word that is right on time, Father. You always show up right on time, Lord. And I just want to thank you, Father. I'm praying for your child that is listening to this word, Lord. I'm praying that they want to just get back up, Father. And they want to do the right thing, Father. I pray that they give you the best part of them, Father. I pray that they just give you their whole heart and they surrender to you, God. And that you have your way in their life, Father. And your will be done, Father, on earth as it is in heaven in their life, Lord. Father, I just want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, for just calling our hearts, Father, and tugging at our hearts, Lord. Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Jesus. I'm just thankful, God, today. I'm just thankful in what you do for us, Lord. I thank you for strength and I thank you for power, Lord to fight this battle, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that each one of your children listening brings glory to your name, Father. They glorify your name, Father, all the days of their life, Lord. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be free, Father. I pray that over your child, Father. I prophesy that into their life, Father, that they will be freed. They will be released, Father, to go praise you and do your will, Lord. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, God is so good, okay? He's a good father and he does good things, okay? And he loves you. He loves you, okay? You know how, um, I think it's Matthew 11. I think it's Matthew 11. Um, Matthew 11. Hold on, it might not be Matthew 11. Just a second. Okay, yeah, it is. Um, verse 28. Then Jesus said, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. But the part that's really been sticking out to me the last couple of days, that's just been playing in my spirit over and over again, is because I am humble and gentle at heart. And when he says, come to me, he's saying, come to my heart. Come see my heart towards you. Come see the thoughts that I think of you. Come to me. 
come come to me because I'm humble and I'm gentle at heart. If he's telling you he's humble and gentle at heart, he's telling you, I want to I wanna share my heart with you. I want to open up with you. I want to have a heart to heart with you. Come to him. You don't have to carry those burdens. You can lay them down and you can take Jesus' yoke upon you. For the yoke, he said, he said, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. His yoke is easy to bear. And the burden he gives you is light. He lets you see what it really is. He shows you things. That's what I think about with light. I don't think about just something being heavy and then it's light. I think about L-I-G-H-T, light. Like, it's light. Like, let there be light. Like, that's how I take it. Like, he lets you see clearly. He lets you get understanding. He lets you get knowledge. He lets you get wisdom when you come to him. He will shine a light into those dark places. Those burdens, he will shine his light on it so you will know the truth. So you, he will give you a breakthrough with the light. That's how I take it, family. And just receive God's grace. If, if that's one thing I can say to you right now, because I am in the very presence of God. I stand in the very presence of God and I say just, well, I'm sitting, but you get what I'm saying. I'm sitting. (laughs) I'm sitting in the very presence of God and I'm telling you, receive his grace. It's abundant in the name of Jesus. Don't keep on rejecting the grace of God. I was listening to uh, I was listening to those shorts and Billy Graham had popped up and he started talking about Samson and, and he just talked about how eventually God's grace ran out. You know, Samson he Samson he was being double minded and God's grace ran out. Eventually, the Philistines captured him. They bound him, you know. Then they pluck his eyes out. God's grace ran out. The Lord did come back now because, you know, his hair was cut, all of that. But just don't don't get to that point where you have to lose so much. Receive God's grace today. Receive what God is trying to do for you today. Allow the Lord to direct your path today allow God to reveal some things to you today don't wait until you are bound and and you're you're you can't see and you've been betrayed don't wait until that moment to pray to God I mean he gonna be there he he, God he's good but don't wait until you, that moment when you bound and you just stuck. Come to God now. Come to him now. Don't think, oh, I got everything I got. I don't need God. Don't do that because all that you have, if you don't have God, all that you have is nothing. If you don't have God, you have nothing. Because in him is everything that you need. 
You can think you got everything you need, but I'm here to tell you, you sadly mistaken. And what you are leaning on is worthless if you do not have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm-mm-mm. Can I tell you a little bit about this dream I had? I'm not going to go too deep. But basically, it was this house that I saw in a dream. and It had, what's that called? Like the beams? And it had no walls. Right? And if a storm comes, what do you think would happen to the house? It was no walls. It was just the beams. You think it's going to be able to stand firm? Or you think you need a strong defense? You need strong walls put into place. What you think? You need strong walls. You need strong defenses. Don't don't settle. Oh, I got the I got I got kind of a house. It it it, it looked like a house to me. It's better than it's better than what I had when I was when I was younger. So I'll just take this. Don't do that. But allow God to be your strong defense. Allow Him to be your strong walls. Allow that. Okay. And watch what God does for you. He will blow your mind. So family, I'ma let y'all go. But let's just say this together. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.